The Commands of the Apostles 80. Speak not to flatter, impress, or please men. Let us pose a probing question. The more personal layers of the onion we peel off in formulating an answer may reveal startling, even shocking truths about ourselves. How much of our speech is subtly laced with a hidden desire to impress? Unvarnished flattery is usually easy to detect. Even the term man-pleaser is not difficult to observe at work. This does not mean we do not succumb to flattery in speaking to please on occasion, but if we know ourselves at all, we recognize, after the fact perhaps, when we have slipped into cajolery and praise that might be a little overdone. Yet how subtly does the desire to impress sneak into our speech in the most invisible ways? We do it all the time without ever noticing what we're doing. The simplest turn of phrase, the most infinitesimal enhancement to a story, the tiniest amplification of my role in events, the most seemingly innocent stretching of fact, and voila, I have aggrandized myself at the expense of truth. It's what Paul so insightfully calls puffing oneself up. It is so easy, so natural. Our choices of words, phrases, and expressions are adapted from a lifetime of practice to shine the light upon ourselves. With cunning skill, we turn to show our best side to the camera that will hide our warts and flaws. So many of these integrity practices require retraining ourselves in ways no one else may see but God sees. Aware of this universal tendency toward resume enhancement, some time ago I began retraining myself in one of the tiniest ways imaginable. I determined to make it a matter of obedience to this command. Whenever I return from a bicycle ride, Judy usually asks, How far did you go? If my odometer reads 24.9 miles, it's the most natural thing in the world to answer, 25 miles. Therefore, I intentionally began rounding down, not up. Even if the odometer reads 34.95, I now say 34. I said nothing to her, of course. To voice my commitment would only deepen the subtlety of the temptation to impress her by my truthfulness. These subtleties will attack us from every side. And now that I have let the cat out of the bag, she will know my secret along with everyone else. Hopefully doing so may accomplish a greater good for one of you. This command is extraordinarily difficult to live by in today's world. On every side we are told to blow our own horns. You would be astonished to know how often agents and editors and publishers Tell authors that selling books is all about self-promotion. Could any quality of character be more anathematic to Christ's likeness than that? The idea is positively hateful to me. Yet for over 30 years it has been pounded into me that my writing career depends on it. Now more than ever, platform, 
define success in every endeavor, writing, ministry, evangelism. Even a pastor who wants the ministry of his church to have an impact must engage in this hideous practice of self-promotion in order to build a reputation and platform. Look around at nearly every well-known Christian leader, teacher, author, musician, or speaker. Chances are about 89% that they either got where they are or, having got there, are managing to stay in the public spotlight by assiduously marketed and shrewdly targeted self-promotion. Let us categorically reject the desire to build ourselves up and impress and self-promote. Let us reject these in all their ugly forms, for they are an insult to Jesus Christ. Self-promotion is anti-Christ-likeness. I would paraphrase this command simply to read, When speaking of yourself, round down, not up. We speak not to please men, but to please God. 1 Thessalonians 2.4 We never used either words of flattery or a cloak for greed, nor did we seek glory from men. 1 Thessalonians 2, verses 5 and 6 From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball. More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.